You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, this is Justice Mosqueda for Acme Packing Company. This is Intercepted, where we usually interview a fan of a rival team. The uh, script got flipped real early, week one of the regular season. The Athletics Arif Hassan interviewed me for Nosh Codes podcast, and we decided to cross-post it uh, this week as this week's Intercepted. Right, I'm here with the least valuable member of the Norse Code guest rotation, Justice Mosqueda, known royalist and monarch uh, supporter, um, and also who happens to be a blogger um, with uh, SB Nation for the Packers. It was the Acme Packing Company, I think, is the SB Nation site for that. Um, so, Justice, how you doing? Doing great. When did I become a royalist? You just keep I, calling me I, different I, names you talk, I mean, you, you, talk, you talk about Packers royalty all the time. I would just feel like, you know... This sort of colonialism has just been team, part of your brand for a long colonialism. time. Colonialism, oh my goodness! <laughs> our team, our team is owned by the fans. Yeah, I, I'm I sure, and and and, that, and the queen children. serves the country. Yeah, same thing for sure. Sure. What What does <laughs> the queen mean to you, Reef? Uh, well, for, first, a uh, moment of silence for uh, Lizzie. Um, I just I want to pay respects to you and the tragedy that you suffered today, uh, hearing of her passing. So, moment of silence. All right, great. Uh, is, uh, yeah, how, how has the Queen impacted you personally? Oh, I thought you were going to say, how is the Queen? Like, <laughs> Dude, check the news, not good. Um, how, it hasn't at all. Not, wow. not one bit. Okay. Yeah, so no feelings about Lizzie in a box? I saw the Irish people chant that at a soccer game. Soccer yeah, I saw game. that one too. Yeah, I wish I I wish I knew more about world politics so I could participate in more things. That's that hasn't stopped you before. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> We're supposed to talk about football, man. We got a blood match. Yeah, no, I, I just I just you know it's it's oh. it's one of the most American days of the year. The opening of football season and also the end of another monarch. Extremely American hours right now. Um, just talk about the Packers. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, we, what? Do you miss most about Devonte Adams? Not having to wonder if Sammy Watkins is going to lead the team in receptions on Sunday. Because <laughs> I think that's a real possibility. You know, Alan Lazard's missed back-to-back practices on Wednesday and Thursday when we record this with an ankle injury because someone stepped on him. Yeah, someone stepped on him. What's going on there? I was surprised. It originally was reported as a knee injury, and I was like, "How do you get stepped on and have a knee injury? Like, were you running full speed?" And then they called it an ankle. I was surprised it wasn't a foot or a toe. I was getting ready for the Tovid jokes again. But yeah, I mean, if Lazard isn't out there, I mean, there's a pretty good chance your top three wide receivers in the game. I mean, 
I'm sure Rodgers will want to get Randall Cobb out there more than he usually does, but he's really only out there for third downs in the slot anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's if it's not Lazard, I mean, it's going to be Jamie Watkins who just got here, Christian Watson who wasn't able to practice or wasn't, yeah, wasn't able to play yeah. in the preseason. He was able to practice, wasn't able to play, and then Romeo Dobbs. So, I mean, those are all new faces. So, uh, my question is like, I know you've never had a ton of confidence in the Packers training staff, but I, I feel like you're at a new low when they can't diagnose the right body part, right? <laughs> I think that one might have been misreported. I think that's how uh, that's how that one worked out. <laughs> okay, so uh, the the relationship that Rogers has with receivers is like famous. He's very particular. Uh, he wants them to do things exactly his way. And I feel like with, with everybody who's new to him, except obviously, of course, Randall Cobb, uh, it, it, there just seems like there's going to be a lot of discord, right? It feels like there's a lot of opportunity for Rogers to get mad at people. Yeah. I think we set the over under at two and a half, uh, times that Rodgers yells at a pass catcher in the game on our Thursday show. Sure. So, okay. That makes uh, sense. You yeah. know, Robert Tanyan's still out with, or limited with the uh, knee injury. He tore his ACL last year too. So yeah. he knows what's going to happen there. He's chirped Is at uh, Josiah DeGuara a good amount. Um, so, oh, I mean, I think, I think we might hit the over. I think Rodgers, this is the classic, like Rodgers is going to chew someone's ass out game. Okay. So leading pass catcher has to be Aaron Jones then, right? He's a running back, man. Yeah. You tell me. I mean, they didn't run. We heard all this stuff from Stenovich, and, you know, they like to protect all their stuff in the preseason and all that. But Stenovich was like, we got to get Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon on the field together. They didn't run any two-back stuff this entire preseason outside of, like, using a tight end back there or Amari Rodgers. So, I mean, the Vikings also, like, didn't play a fullback in the preseason, and then they rostered one and talked him up all offseason. So, like, I, I get it, but, like, I've heard so many teams talk about, hey, we we love the second running back. We got to get, you know, both these running backs on the field at the same time. I've heard it forever. There's so like many three teams, teams that actually do it. It's yeah. like the Cowboys, the Saints, trying to, like the Cardinals. Like there's very few teams that actually get two backs on the field, actual running backs, not a running back and a fullback on the right. field yeah, at yeah, the yeah. same time. So yeah, so like how confident are you that that's actually going to happen? It feels that feels fake. Not really, because even when they've shown a little bit, like, I, this is going to sound dumb. I padded their family night practice. I know you it's the only time It's the only time we're going to get a look at their stuff. No, okay, not everybody run. on this, uh, listening to this is a degenerate. Can you yes. tell me what padding is? I, I'm charting everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm charting everything. It's a practice. There's not even a clock, a live well, clock. You can you concede it on the padding versus charting controversy instantly. Okay. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm beyond the fights. But basically, so <laughs> they, they ran a couple, you know, two back sets with, uh, you know, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon and kind of used uh, uh, Aaron Jones as like a motion man, which is pretty much what they did last year. And they didn't have that many two back snaps last year. So I'm like. I haven't seen anything new out of your two-back package. If it's just going to be the same, like, A.J. Dillon is uh, the dot, you know, running back and single back. Aaron Jones is going to be the motion man. Like, okay, that's not really different than than what you're running anyway. And then the other option is, like, split-back gun stuff where you have uh, Aaron Jones motioning out as, like, a bubble screen type of guy, which, like, maybe you replace some of the uh, 
Devontae Adams like constraints, like just like pure number count stuff, but you're having to use motion. Like Rogers is gonna have to look at that live. I don't know if that's gonna be any sort of change of pace for him. So I mean it feels like this offseason has been designed specifically to make Rogers as uncomfortable as possible, which is why, of course, he has resorted to exploring his chakra. Uh, can you expand on that? Making him as uncomfortable as possible. I don't know. I mean, they say they talk to him every time. Rodgers was going on McAfee during the draft, telling him how many first-round grades they had on wide receivers. He was like, they have five first-round grades on wide receivers, and then the Packers traded up uh, with with you guys, right? Didn't they trade yeah. with you guys for yeah. for like the twenty or thirty fourth pick or whatever? Yeah, they it gave was. up two and seconds to get to get a second. Yeah, highway robbery. Yeah, highway <laughs> robbed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then the Packers, the Packers afterwards were like, "Yeah, we really like him. We had a first round grade on him." And it's like, okay, someone was lying. Either you lied to Aaron, or like, there's too many people talking. That's my biggest issue. There's too many people talking. Well, I don't wait, like this how many, bunch how, of many how many receivers team. how many receivers were drafted before Watson? Six, I think. So, you know, three of them might not have been first-round grades for the Packers. I think the only one who didn't would have been Dotson. I think that's the one from Washington. Not, uh, not Traylon? No, apparently they like Traylon. Oh, okay, interesting. But so, Traylon went, yeah, Traylon went before. Right, yeah, yeah. So, okay. With all of that in mind, so they've got... They've got, you know, an entirely new receiving core. Rodgers is going to yell at them. They are not going to do the two-back stuff, even though they are going to do the two-back stuff. Um, they've got two or three injured tight Are all three tight ends injured? No. No, Sadies isn't, Sadies isn't hurt. Uh, yeah, I, no, DeGuar sorry. He, he, he has old. He's not hurt. You're right. Yeah. It's yeah. just a veteran rest day, man. It's sports <laughs> science, by the way. This is sports science. This is why the Rams are the least uh, injured team in the league, like the last three years or whatever. Yeah, guess, science, who, guess who hired the Rams athletic trainer? Did you guys? I'm not surprised if you did. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, all the player tracking stuff where they're like doing load management and using microchips and the shoulder pads and stuff to just randomly pull guys off of the field. All that stuff comes from the Rams. Are the Packers doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, okay. So what does the past game look like then? Oh, man. I mean, it sure hopefully looks like Aaron Rodgers being accurate and a back-to-back MVP quarterback. I'm hoping. Because the last the last time Rodgers lost his top receiver was like, what, Jordy Nelson? Those years sucked. Yeah, it wasn't great, man. It wasn't great. He he will say that like he went through injuries and like that's when he he cut dairy and uh, gluten out of his diet and started taking his body more seriously. He says all that stuff uh, is kind of what uh, regenerated his career, but – I'm I'm pretty worried. I mean, Sammy is going to be able to have some deep speed. I guess so is so is uh, you know Watson and and Dobbs. But in terms of them being in the right places at the right time, I I legitimately worry about that in this game. I mean, Jordan Love threw an interception in the preseason with basically these guys, not including Watson, out there or yeah, Watson and Watkins out there, and like there were five routes and three of the guys ran the wrong route, so he had to like force an interception to the guy actually running the right route just because he was like the only option open. And it was like, I don't know, man, those guys are the starters now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So yeah, I mean, we're going to find a lot about this, this Packers pass catching group of Lazard can't go. I mean, it's trial by fire. Okay. Uh, it, 
Yeah, I mean, you're doing all the work for me. I think the the. I still think we're gonna win. I just what? I don't think it's gonna be. Perfect. Oh yeah, they're gonna run the wrong routes. Rogers is gonna yell at all his receivers. They keep on yeah. talking about ways to mid, but they can't do it. They refuse to use two back sets. Uh, but yeah, everything's fine. Everything's good. Everyone's happy. I don't know if everyone's gonna be happy on the front. Let's talk about the Vikings defense real quick. No, we don't need. We don't need to do that. We don't need to do that. Let's talk a little bit more <laughs> about uh, Joe Rogan. What did you find out in your three hour? Oh deep dive of Aaron Rodgers and Joe Rogan. I'm trying to think of like what the most interesting thing out of it is. Um, I blocked a lot of it out. Uh, Joe Rogan seemed appalled that like NFL players take pills and then are able to play NFL games. Like he seemed legitimately surprised. Yeah. He was like really surprised. Rogers said he took a Percocet for a game, which is like obviously the Chicago bears game where he developed a Southern accent in the post game interview. Um, which is very money. Um, money. <laughs> but so Roger said he popped a Percocet and he was like, mm. yeah, that was a massive mistake. And then Joe Rogan was like legit shocked that you, how do you do in that game? He came back from like three scores down. You don't remember this? He got hurt. No, man, I, I don't. He got I hurt. Don't, Deshaun I, Kaiser was out there. There's bad vibes. All oh yeah. That was the Kaiser game. Okay. I remember yeah. that. And then he stormed out of the tunnel and was like, screw this. Wow. We beat the Bears. This is what we do. It's a good advertisement for Percocet, I guess. Not that the show endorses <laughs> that. <laughs> Rogers, of course, was being monitored by medical professionals. So keep that in mind, listeners. The NFL's <laughs> never had problems with medical professionals. No. Never. Don't, no. don't Google it. Yeah, uh, the best of the best. Uh, and uh, after, after their NFL career, they only go on to do wonderful things in the field of medicine. Yeah. Cool. If okay, you got uh, from the Chargers, you definitely don't just tweet on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, and people just that, that, I think that would be a mistake if, if, if <laughs> hypothetically one were to do that. Hmm. Probably, especially if they were to do it to speculate on injuries. Yeah, no one, no, no doctors would ever do that on Twitter.com. Okay, so that part is of the, a weird I, niche. I, I want to talk about that a little bit. That makes go. me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, there are doctors that speculate on injuries based off of video on Twitter. And half the time they're wrong. And it's like, I don't know. Doesn't this make your profession look bad that you guys what? are doing this? <laughs> like it used to just be like guys in their underwear who have fantasy teams doing that. But now we have like actual doctors doing it. And they have like okay, the but, same Okay, so here's the thing. The guys, before the, before the doctor showed up doing that, the guys in their underwear doing that got just as much traction as the doctors do now. People would listen to them just as much. They'd be like, oh, that's a non-contact. That sounds like MCL and PCL. That's bad. And people would be like, yeah, no, absolutely, for sure. And it turns out they just like stub their toe. Like, I I feel like if that's going to happen, if people are going to get traction speculating, wouldn't you rather it be a medical professional? <sighs> no, I'd rather it be no. the dummies and we all ignore it. We come together. But we don't. That's, the, that's my point is that we don't. I would. I'll do okay, it. But, but you're, I'll but, ignore the dummies. But, yeah, but but that's a choice you're already making anyway. Like it, your behavior doesn't change. You're not listening to the doctors now, are you? I always listen to the doctors, Reef. <laughs> Unlike Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Back to square one. Uh, do, you, do you think Aaron Rodgers uh, sons his – uh, uh, seventh chakra. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't want to get demonetized. I think he probably does. Yeah, 
I mean, isn't I that, doesn't that does, give you yeah, cancer? Does. I mean, I'm sure being out in the sun gives you cancer to a certain point, but that was a very blogger question. The question I just asked. <laughs> yeah, does going into the sun give you cancer? No, 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 no. Specifically of the perineum, right? Because that's not an area that tends I to get exposed no a lot. Do you think you, you're more likely to get skin cancer in different areas of your body? I have no clue. Yeah. You're asking 100% the wrong person. This is getting very Joe Rogan podcasty. Yeah, but now we're advocating against Joe Rogan, so it's we're in a good spot. <laughs> I think he I think he suntans his uh perineum. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you think that he did that before or after he met uh blue of earth? Oh, that was a shaling thing, definitely. Oh like, yeah, no, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. So so are they cool? Is that like I, I I don't have an understanding of how that worked out. Shailene and Blue yeah. of Earth. No no, no 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 Shailene and Rogers because like Rogers kept on asking like they were cool, and I then Shailene was didn't. on Instagram being like you were the love of my life, and that was great. That's so I don't yeah I don't know. That's a, I've well I've been there I get it. <laughs> You've been there tough tough scene. Yeah in high school that's the thing tough that's scene. the difference. Rogers is like thirty something right. You you know Addy. When Addy leaves me. Oh, that's I'll true. Yeah, you're that. done. Yeah, you're yeah, done. I'm done. I'm cooked. <laughs> <laughs> because my understanding is that the only reason you come out of this podcast is that uh, you also aired on your own podcast. Yes. Yeah, okay. Correct. I can answer some questions, I guess. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Okay. Minnesota Vikings defense. Are you Never guys, heard of it. Are you guys actually convinced that your defense is going to get better without Mike Zimmer? Am, am I can, like, you, are, are you saying, are we the Vikings? You collective. Oh, I'm sorry. You guys aren't, you, you guys aren't a collective shareholders group. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you right. Vikings yeah. fans we are, are independent. Convinced? We pull ourselves up by our bootstraps independently. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I think a lot of people are. What is the case for that? Because I really don't understand that. Like Zim, Zim is great at what he does. Maybe he shouldn't have been in a head coaching role, but like him being able to game plan defense is like no one. Yeah, you're preaching to the choir on this one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, well, okay, so here, coverages, like third downs, like no one was better at that than Zim. They were no like one. fifth in third down percentage last year. Like the team was awful. They're still fifth defensively in yeah. third down percentage. Just wild. Uh, no, I think I think Zimmer has uh, two out of the three best third down defenses in NFL history. So, you know, I or at least going it. back to when they tracked it, which is like ninety one, so thirty years, right? But That's all that counts. Yeah. <laughs> if you're looking uh, at any stats before like two thousand four, right? Recreate like modern 
modern looks like no doesn't matter yeah so uh that that's gonna so here's the thing i think uh the personnel uh until you know maybe one injury occurs is in a better spot than last year um so there is that um i guess opportunity to improve but like People mostly remember the end of half defenses from the Vikings because the Vikings gave up a ton of points last year, like 27th, 28th, 29th or something. And um, if you can eliminate those last two minutes, the mistakes that occurred in the last two minutes, um, if you looked at every team uh, in the league over the course of the other 56 minutes, you know, the Vikings would have been like a 13 and three or 15 and one team. I mean, they were like phenomenal in those 56 minutes. It's those final two minutes that that really screwed it up. And so if you've got the base to be able to be good for 56 minutes, and you can just fix the one thing. It doesn't even have to be as, as good as the rest of it. It just has to be NFL average. I think that's where the confidence comes from, is the idea that the defense can get better because really you just have to make sure that they don't screw up in the final moment of a half because they were like uh, in, in EPA per play, like the – the defense was like 12th best, even though it gave up the 27th most points. Right. So like there were, there were like some bones there, right. There's like a good defense hiding in there somewhere. Um, and I honestly, I do think that they'll genuinely get better on like first and second down just because that run defense is going to be good. But yeah, I, I think that it's all going to get washed out by red zone and, and third down because Mike Zimmer was also really good at red zone. He's one of the few coordinators to post, uh, consistent red zone defense percentages because I, I don't think any other coordinator could be as consistent year to year as he was. And maybe uh, him in and red Belichick. Zone Belichick's a psycho when you look at that. Uh, okay, actually, no. Bel- yeah, Belichick doesn't count. Yeah, his for like twenty years too. Dude, it's unreal. Yeah, it's unreal. I, yeah, it, it's crazy. He's like five times as good as like anyone else. Yeah, over his it's career. wild. It's nuts. But yeah, I think I think red zone defense will get worse, and I think third down defense will get worse. But luckily, uh, those don't matter. So. What does your secondary look like? Who's playing in the slot? Shannon Sullivan. Did you not see that Shannon Sullivan yelled at me on Twitter? No. I'll find great. it. What do you Yeah, say? I'll find it. Yeah. Um, he says I haven't been watching camp. I'll just give you the tweet, man. Obviously. Yeah, arm me. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of times that um, you've sent me embarrassing pictures of yourself. I think. Yeah, there's there's folders somewhere. And I'm waiting for <laughs> it to drop. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I would never, I would never <laughs> so have defensively, those. so Booth, your second round pick, and Scene, your first round pick, they're not seeing the field, really. Uh, no. That's kind of crazy. Hey, did you want more? or? <laughs> I mean, that's enough for me. I mean, is Booth healthy? I know, what was it? He had like a hurry issue coming out of the draft. That was a pretty big deal. That's the mm-hmm. end, that's why he ended up falling down the draft. Yeah, Do those every, guys look healthy um, at all. Like if they have to come in and play, every ad- additional thing with Booth is different and unique in its own way. Um, right now, it's an ankle, which I don't think he had. Um, okay, well, so here's what happens, right? So the Vikings. Um, you know, do the thing that every team does where they say, you know, you know, the first rounders have to earn it. There's going to be a genuine competition at safety and a genuine competition at cornerback. And the Vikings genuinely had a starting quality safety in Cameron Bynum. It was kind of confusing when they drafted a safety. Um, and then those guys actually won the competition and the Vikings clearly didn't expect that. Um, but they also don't want to like come out of the gate losing games. So I think 
I think this is just a case where like Cameron Dancer actually got better and Cameron Bynum is still playing well. I think it's one of those. And, and Lewis Seen uh, has been, I would argue, disappointing in camp. A lot of people, you know, disagree. They, they think that he's been doing all right. But I don't know. I feel like he's he's late to, to doing his stuff. That's crazy because he was so instinctual. Oh, he's crazy instinctive. He he knew the offense's plays before the offense did. It was wild. Um, I, I I sent you the tweet by the way. Vikings fans, how are they consuming the Zadarius stuff? Because Packers fans are pretty hurt right now. Are they are they actually hurt or are they just mad? Yeah, because he's lied like five different times. Lied? <laughs> yeah. He lied. Was like, I was, yes. Yes. Tell Zedarius me the lie. lied. Wait, so no, Z- I just, it sounds like you're lying. No, Zadarius was like, I was in the facility the whole time to Tyler Dunn when, in fact, he was unvaccinated and was leaving the facility constantly, which okay. had to restart. Well, for, a first of all, we know that the Packers were not enforcing vaccination rules for who could be in and not. They were in doing the it inside we, the building, which is what LaFleur said multiple <laughs> yeah, times. Oh, yeah, I'm sure this, they were. I the bet media they were. does not count as the building. You said that multiple <laughs> times. Roger uh, says it's a witch hunt. Look, that's not what it's important. Zadarius lied. <laughs> Zadarius lied after he could have had back surgery well before week two of the season. What do you mean? The injury occurred in week one. No. What do you mean well before? No. Are you saying he should have had it on Tuesday instead of Wednesday? He started, he started training camp on uh, on uh, NFI. Yeah, and then the Packers told him it would be no big deal, and then he got a second opinion, and the second opinion was like, yeah, you really need surgery. And that's what motivated him. That's his story. What the, how do you know that's a lie? That's his story. Look, I don't want to what say What is anything. this? I've, I've said enough. I've said enough. I've said enough. <laughs> I've said enough. Look, maybe he could have had surgery multiple weeks ahead of time, and maybe they weren't pushing him to play because he wanted to play because it was a contract here for him. Because they, they, did, move, they did move like – a crazy amount of dead cap into his final year's uh, cap hit, which did put him in a position where like he thought he was going to get paid. And then it became, yeah, this is a contract year, but we're not going to be armed up to extend you at all. So you're in a contract year playing for free agency. Okay. So So that's not great. So they, they told him they didn't want him. Then they told him he didn't need surgery. And then they were trying to work on an extension and they couldn't come up to a number. Sure. So then he then he talks to a real doctor, and the doctor's like, "Man, you're back. It's really screwed up. You got to get this fixed." He oh, gets fixed, and then, he, and then he comes back, he and everyone opinions, everyone treats him like he's some sort of pariah for getting his back fixed for taking care of himself. Look, all I'm saying is some people would have maybe liked to seen it get done before we do. I just like I, I I mean it sounded like you know he aggravated in 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 week one. It, it sounds like the Packers no. wanted him to play. That's he couldn't practice. He's pretty screwed Maurice, up. Man. He couldn't practice. So why did the Packers make him play? That's so screwed he, up. He look, <laughs> do what I did. Go listen to the September. Okay, 16th first of all, Matt first of all, you you will conference. never convince me to do something do by saying do what I did. That do is the did. least compelling thing you could have possibly said. Go back and listen to the September 16th, 2021 press conference Matt LaFleur had where he seemed very freaking mad that Zadarius – basically, he came Send across, it to me. I'm not going to go back. Send it to me. He, okay. He's, he's sounded, he sounded like a person who got convinced by Zadarius that he was healthy enough to play. Wow. That, that, that sounds like massive amounts of reading in. No. 
And then he, ba- he then, then like send it to me because I'm not going to do the work to go back all the way to the was it you said okay. September 16th? I don't even September remember anymore. 16th. Sure, find I have it. it on my. Uh, I had to like Twitter search it. Um, no, I'm I'm sure you have it on your hard drive. <laughs> he said multiple times he's like Zadarius isn't going to be able to play games until he can play can go in back to back practices. We're done with that. He's mad. It's, now should, sent- should a coach get swindled? Should a coach get swindled? Probably not. This is why he hasn't won Coach of the Year. <sighs> he probably honestly shouldn't have last year. It was he Goot probably should have won Executive of the Year last year, though. He sh- he should have won Executive of the Year. Good, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, okay. Russell Douglas and and Devondre Campbell for nothing. Yeah. He actually sent it to me, you madman. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I'm going to listen to it later. Um. Okay. So. Outside of the fact that everybody on, oh no, we actually we didn't talk about the offensive line. So this is something that you should be excited about, right? I I am the fact that Bach and Jenkins have been able to be they, they're so, listening to them. As it's, so, it's, so they're on the injury report, but it sounds like they're both going to play. Yeah, it says they're limited, but they're doing team drills. So, right. I mean, they're and, taking all the snaps. And and Zach Tom is like God's gift to offensive linemen. <laughs> he's he's fun, but the Packers don't seem to like him as much as the fans do. I mean, I think he's, he's, he's starting, right? He's starting at right guard. Zach Tom? No. Yeah. He's no. not? No. That's going to be Royce Newman. Oh. It, Roy, so, Royce so, Newman. So if, I remember, if I remember from our conversation last year, Royce Newman got screwed up by games all the time. Yes. Still the case. Still the case based off of Oh, well, season. I mean, it shouldn't be an issue with the Zedarius Smith-led defense. That doesn't seem like Oh, man. Dude, if if Jenkins if Jenkins went out, um, Newman would probably play right tackle, and then Jake Hansen, who's isn't not he a center, good. isn't He's, Jake Hansen he, a center? He should be a backup center, but Jake Hansen would be starting at right guard in that situation. I think that's how they kind of played him the whole preseason. So, so they, they wouldn't the play scenario, they wouldn't play Zach Tom, even though Zach Tom had no. the best preseason I've ever heard Twitter talk about for an offensive lineman. He was like the number one rated offensive lineman by like PFF and all that stuff too. Yeah, but no, they they wouldn't play him. I think they play Jake Hansen. That seems like the way that they've been trending this whole offseason. They rotated in uh, Tom at different times at like left and right tackle. They mm-hmm. they uh, recently got him looks at left guard, which like that didn't make sense to me because John Runyon Jr. is a really good left guard. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't. I, I think Tom is like their ninth offensive lineman on the depth chart. The way it ends up shaking out, so I don't. Wait, I don't so to see him is, wait, is he behind Nyman? Yeah, Nyman would play left tackle. So so Hanson and Nyman are ahead of him. Does that mean Sean Ryan's ahead of him? No, not Sean Ryan. Sean Ryan has not been very good. Not Walker. Not Walker. So okay, but so he, Tom's eighth. No, the five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm counting good double counting somehow. I double counted Newman. My bad. <laughs> I went through my mental Dude, I, checklist. I can't believe you ran numbers for the XFL. That's insane to me. You can't even do math. <laughs> I went. I went five, and then I was like Newman. <laughs> Mentally, I'm like Newman's not a starter. There's no way Newman's a starter. <laughs> All right, so no, you got. I'm worried about Zedarius. This is Zedarius week. This is blood week. Right, yeah, Zedarius is going to get like half the pressures he's going to get this year. And he's going to have something printed on his t-shirt 
And when he gets a sack, he's lifting so up. So he's his done that before, right? He he's did that done before. It many times. Oh yeah. Okay. What, what what did he have on his t-shirt last time? Um, one was Brianna Taylor, I think, and then okay. another time he wrote snub because he didn't make all pro. I think he wrote sub snubbed snubbed. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Wait, wait, was that in 2019 at least? Yeah, I think so. Cause he, ah, he made okay. it in 2020 and I think oh, he made pro bowls. Sure. Both years. I'm not All sure. right. So you've got two injured tackles, a blind right guard. You think, you think John Runyon's good. Is Josh Myers any good? Josh Myers is good. He, uh, he buried someone in the Kansas city game. The, the offensive line is good, and I think Jenkins and Bakhtiari are probably healthier than uh, than what people expect from limited time. I mean, dude, box injury happened on New Year's Day 2020. Mm-hmm. He's got fresh legs. Yeah, he could be a setback. He's got fresh legs. He's got, probably had a setback. Don't put that in the board. universe. I think the offensive line is going to be good. <laughs> the backfield is good. I don't know how they're going to get on the field together. but Is Jordan Love a bust? Uh, I mean, I guess if you're looking like third year, like 20th overall pick. Bukowski told me he's he good. Who did? Bukowski. His second preseason game this year, he was really good. And that's easily the best I've seen Jordan Love ever. Okay, you, you didn't comment on that. So you don't think Jordan Love is good? Uh, I, I think that second preseason game was really good. <laughs> the third preseason game, I was like, yeah, this Jordan Love again. Okay. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel about it. I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's, he hasn't gotten a lot of snaps. It's not like he's getting a ton of reps behind Aaron Rodgers. So, should the Packers have taken a flyer on Kellen Mond? I mean, should the Packers have traded up for Justin Jefferson? That would have been nice. <laughs> <laughs> Kellen Mond, not so much. I mean, he's on yeah. he's on a practice squad now, right? No, no, he made he made a roster. They uh, he got waived and they, he made a roster. Did he really? Yeah, I don't believe you. Let's Google it together. Oh, he's on the Browns. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Whoa. That's weird. What he uh I guess he actually did not work with Kevin Stefanski, but hey. Um is there anything else about the offense we should talk about? Packers offense? Yeah. I think we covered all of it. I mean no, no, hold on, hold on. Is Christian Watson gonna be a bust? I have no idea. He hasn't been able to get on the field yet. <laughs> yeah, but he's but he's from NDSU. He is from NDSU, and he has had three knee surgeries to yeah. the same knee already. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's never a good sign. Well, hopefully he can run downfield real fast for a couple years. Yeah, no, he could be he he be he could be a good punt gunner. I agree. Um, <laughs> is is the Romeo Dubs hype real? So I think his talent is absolutely as real as people make it out to be. You you the changed your like under- display name to Romeo Dubs Hall of Fame. Yeah, and then he had a couple drops in the preseason, which is what I was about to say after that. <laughs> the, the drops are going to be frustrating. He does have a couple drops in him that he's good for. But like he'll run slot fades against NFL corners and score touchdowns. Like it's going to be give fun. Give me a give me a yardage for him this year. This year? Yeah. Uh Let's go like 550. Really? That's pretty good. Fourth round rookie? Yeah. Pretty solid. Yeah, you got to be lying. Let's he's, talk about the he's defense. Thirds in offensive player of the year, or offensive rookie of the year odds, which I think is funny. Yeah, because of your tweets. Well, you you well, absolutely I got him plus moved 10, some lines. for that. I got him plus ten thousand for that, and now it's up to like plus one thousand. So 
I'm trying to figure out a way how to cash out on that one. You should. I'm ready to. I might that's, do that right after. That's, we that's okay. Messages. That's crazy. So you you get a guy on on ten thousand to one odds. You tweet about him. You change the odds, and now you cash out. That's insider trading. I they, they nailed Calvin under, Ridley for less, dude. You are very overrating. How much power <laughs> I, have. I don't. But yeah, I got him and uh, Tyler Algier, Algier at the same price. Where is Algier? Uh, Falcons? Falcons, yeah. I was like, they don't really have running backs. Maybe he'll win the starting job. And Nope. Swing you should have picked, uh, picked the Texans guy. I should have. Because yeah, who's who's ahead of Damian Pierce? Nobody, right? Like, in, like when, when they drafted him, who could you have reasonably said would have been ahead of him? I have no idea. I guess it would like Marlon Mack. Something? Yeah, I guess. All right, let's talk about the defense. Uh, who is starting next to Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry? Is it TJ Slayton or Jerron Reed? Because it's not Reed. Devontae Wyatt. Yes, it's Jerron Reed. Okay. Why is uh, the next guy up, though? Slayton's the backup nose tackle. Okay. Uh, what's wrong with Devontae Wyatt? Why isn't he starting? Uh, he had a concussion in the first preseason game. He doesn't have a concussion now. Why is he not starting? Yeah, I mean, I, I think they really like Reed. Everyone's just head over heels on Reed every single time they go up to a microphone. So, sounds like Reed's pretty good. It I don't sounds know. like Wyatt's a bust. It sounds, it sounds like he's already <laughs> busted. <laughs> What's this? I don't know. He's 24. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's old he's as hell. Ages him in there. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think the defensive line is fine. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, I mean, the defensive line's great, obviously. I hate it. Uh, Kenny Clark, best nose tackle in the league? Ooh. So it'd be him or Vea, right? Yeah, I think those are basically your two options, right? Yeah, I think it's the one of those two. I mean, I'd probably go Vea, but Clark is right behind him. It's like how good is how situation. good is Dean Lowry? It feels like Packers fans tell me he's always underrated, and it, that you're like in Robert Woods territory. Then so underrated, you're overrated. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, they chose to. Uh, restructure his contract and give him void years instead of extend him. So it's not like they're fine to keep him in house. Okay. Overrated. Uh, Preston Smith. Can he be good? Yeah, I think he can be good. The, my big question is like, why, why, why does it feel like ever since he showed up on the Packers, he's disappeared? <laughs> Cause they drop him into coverage and just use him as an edge setter. Why? Well, <laughs> The first two years, it's because they had this guy named Zadaria Smith who was Never able heard to match up on the inside, and he was able to rush the passer there. That was a pretty good situation they had going for a while. And now I guess like Rashawn Gary is just kind of like their designated pass rusher. They drop. Well, they're not, they're not going to drop Rashawn Gary into coverage, so I guess that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So that's just kind of how that works out. The, the problem is watch when Preston and Gary – and this is something I'm going to be watching on Sunday – when they get rotated out because we got uh, Jonathan Garvin – uh, Kingsley and Igbari and Tipanalia be- behind him. Man, Dude, I hear they suck. They are not good. I think Kingsley has a chance, but he's still like very young. He started coming on at the end of the preseason, mm-hmm. but like Garvin and Tipa don't do anything for me. And they were on the team last year. So like the way the Packers end up rotating these guys, they double rotate the outside linebackers out. So it's not like, wait, really? So, so you're not, so there are situations where neither of them are on the field. Yes. It's like, hey, like Tipa and Gar. This is the Tipa and Garvin drive, and it's like they can't get off the field. The That's catastrophic. The field. 
Why? The problem with the Packers. The Packers. What's wrong with Joe Barry? Dude, they've done this since Capers, man. What's, they, what's they wrong? Did this yeah, with but, but they, don't, they, don't, they don't have to, right? They got a new defensive coordinator. No. They could just choose not to do that. I agree, but I'm haunted <laughs> by this double rotation my entire life. Like it's it's always it's so, always so, Clay yeah, Matthews yeah. and Perry are on the bench next to each other. It's <laughs> never just one of them. It's both. Oh, so here's the thing. Like I feel like. Every year, someone is hyping up the Packers defense. This year, I think with PFF Mike has been doing a lot of it. Um, but genuinely, that first line of the depth chart does look really nice. Yeah, I mean, so the Vikings it looks really, really nice. The Vikings' first line of the defensive depth chart actually looks all right. Like that's that's never the issue. The Packers seem like they're always loaded with, but the defense always seems to disappoint relative to the amount of individual talent they have. If a pass rusher goes down, we're in trouble. That's what it is: pass rusher and safety are the two positions where it's like, if someone goes down, I don't know if there's depth. Like, I don't know if these guys are even like XFL starters. You, XFL starters. Well, I guess you would know. Uh, Quay Walker, any good? Quay Walker's very good. He's really fun. Did they overdraft Explosive. him? Huh? Did anyone draft him? Yeah, did they, did they overdraft him? Oh, no. I was excited. When they turned in the pick, I was hyped up. I love Quay. I was excited. I wanted Quay... My so my options going into the draft were the two Georges, right? Carl mm-hmm. Loftus and Pickens, and then mm-hmm. after that it was Quay. So I was happy to grab him Quay. Okay, I can't believe Pickens fell as far as he did, man. Like I'll I get it, but, but like okay, I love Pickens, man. Um, I'm gonna have to ask you about somebody else too. Okay, uh, Jerry Alexander, uh, healthy, good. Yeah, seems healthy. I think that cornerback trio is awesome, man. Sounds like Russell is going to get full time full time work in the slot. It's going to be really fun. How much experience does Russell have in the slot? Not that much. I mean, he was playing outside corner last year. Yeah. So why would you be excited about him in the slot? They seem to really like him. Like when when Savage was. They, in, they also to seem to really like putting you know Jonathan Garvin <laughs> and Tepical on the field at the same time. Man, why, why would I I've trust seen that? Russell Douglas do great stuff. Russell Douglas <laughs> is like the third best corner in the league for like all the nerd stats. So. I'm yeah, okay but I mean, that, that, but that's driven by unsustainable stuff like those picks. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Roger, Rogers like loves Russell. By the way, Rogers yeah. says like Rogers is like the only person like maybe smarter. than Yeah, Rogers, Rogers also Rogers forced a Randall this. Cobb trade. He's not a GM. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but he's like the the only person like maybe smarter than Russell I've ever played with is Charles Woodson. Okay. So whenever that, you say those, does, things, does that I mean, mean he can play the nickel? Here. That doesn't mean he can play the nickel. It might Ryan be. Fitzpatrick went to Harvard. We'll Matt, Matt Burke went to Harvard, and he's 11 points down in the lieutenant governor race. I did see. I saw <laughs> one. He, slim, he slimmed up. Yeah, he's super And two, he's, he's running. Hashtag he's running. Yeah, he, yeah he's he's absolutely running. He, he has an eye on the presidency. You know it. Matt Burke? Yeah, I, he has to. Didn't Matt he, Burke he strikes like me as a guy pills? who wants that. He wants that. Wasn't he poison-pilled? Matt Burke? You yeah. thinking about Hutch? Oh, I was. Okay. I was like, a poison-pilled president is kind of a weird that, situation. That would be very funny. Yeah. Uh, no, I think I think the defense is really good, especially if they're healthy. I mean, you're getting you're getting the Packers at the worst time of the year with their defense healthy. The worst, worst time of the year when the defense is uh, Someone's going to get hurt eventually. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, Okay, so um, – I was I was talking about like how talented I think the individual members of the defense are. 
went through it and I talked about how much I love Darnell Savage and I was getting nothing from the people I was talking to. Why, why are people down on him? I thought he was like killer. Savage is like, Savage might be the wink leak on the defense. I think like, I don't, I don't think he's, wait, who, who's the third starting corner? The third. Douglas. Yeah. No. Okay. So but you mean that because it's the nickel, but Douglas is the second most talented corner. Who is the other outside Stokes, corner? Stokes is like, going to start as the other outside corner. Right, but doesn't Stokes suck? How is he not the weak link? No, Stokes is good. No, nah, he's terrible. <laughs> he's terrible? Yeah, he's awful. Clip it, clipping it. Yeah, clipping no, let's, it. we'll do that. The only reason you like him is because he's not king. I mean, that does a lot for me. <laughs> that, go, that goes a long way. Stokes is good. Stokes has incredible makeup speed. He does lose at the line. Uh, I mean, he ran like a four-two-one, didn't he? Yeah, he he loses at the line, but he ends up making up for it. And I'm like, wow, that's awesome that that didn't just go for a sixty-yard touchdown. I'm gonna. I'm what? What is this PFF? What did the gods at PFF say about him? The unmitigated masters. A sixty-six point three. This guy. Yeah, rookie year. Let's take a step <laughs> but, up. But, but that's all you have. What are you talking? I use my eyes. I don't need the stats. I watch the Packers every week. You just you just gave me like a bunch of PFF stats to to justify your your dumb takes earlier. Yeah, as a yeah, that's who you are. I understand. Double standard understand. consistency um, is never your game. Darnell Savage, fifty one percent reception rate. Wow, this is pretty bad. Five hundred sixty seven yards allowed. Good lord! NFL pass rating of eighty quarters. I don't I don't trust them grading quarters coverage and like who gets assigned that stuff. That's your excuse? Yeah. The Packers play a ton of quarters. Okay, I okay, I, I'm looking at this right now and I realize one reason I might be biased is because his worst grade was against the Vikings. Oh, that makes sense. The game where every skill player went for a hundred yards? Yeah. yeah that, that I think tough. it was pretty fun, actually. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. <laughs> That was a nightmare. Just not being able to stop Thielen, Jefferson, or, or or Dalvin Cook. Yeah, you're getting you're getting the Vikings at the worst time when those receivers are healthy. <laughs> <laughs> so Darnell Savage, he's really good at like getting an inch away from the play and then like missing the pass breakup and allowing a completion. So that's probably why you're not getting much traction on Savage. So am I wrong? Is he is he actually bad? He's not bad. He's just it's like not, he hasn't not, taken that step yet, though. Like he's an average player with a better upside, but like he hasn't gotten there yet. He has not. Oh, okay. I just I just went to the his PFF page again. Obviously, we always defer to PFF on everything. Um, yeah, I guess he had a fifty-eight point five grade last year, and I'm just yeah. remembering his twenty twenty, which I thought was really excellent. Savage, yeah, he'll he'll miss some balls in the air, and it'll get frustrating. Like there's some game. What was it, like the Cincinnati game? I can't remember what game it was. He should have had like three different picks, and he came down with none of them. I was like, dang, man. I feel like that's something that corrects itself. Yeah, but let's see it. I want to see it. I would love for it to correct itself against Kirk Cousins in week one. All right, well, okay, so I don't have to worry about Stokes. I don't have to worry about Savage. Got it. Understand. Um, I didn't say don't worry about Stokes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What happened to the Vikings kicker? That you got, uh, Gabe Bursich, Burkish. Oh, he tore his hamstring in the first preseason game. Jesus, and they were kicking off like twenty yard kickoffs, so they had to uh, waive him with the injury designation. I, I don't think they have a settlement yet with him. Still, oh so, wow, 
He like legit. He he was he tore up his hamstring so bad that if you watch the all twenty two, he like legit does not move after a kickoff, and they oh they like it legit impacted their special. Like they could not get usable film on kickoff in that game. So that's what happened. There. So is is that a game where you charted all the special team snaps? Yeah, and all you three. can't even use it. Well, I just did player participation for special team stuff. Okay. Do you do it for anybody or just for yourself? I put it up on the site. Had a couple breakdowns. Learned yeah, a lot so, about Okay, for teams. yourself. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you want to know about the Vikings offense? Is there any reason to think that Kevin O'Connell is going to make this offense better? And why? What are you talking about, man? Really? Why would he make this offense better? Didn't you guys just have Kubiak's running through? He's better yeah, okay. Than Kubiak. Ob- so obviously, it's still going to be a West Coast system, right? There's yeah. no. So what's the difference? You cannot That's seriously funny. be asking that question. It's like this this guy doesn't hate Kirk. Uh, hold on. Who would you rather have in charge of your offense, Mike McCarthy or Matt LaFleur? What a dumb question. To both West Coast offenses. I get all right. Okay. <laughs> so, so what? So what changes between like how does the offense look different with Kevin O'Connell and Akubiak? Because I can tell you how it looks different between Lafleur and and McCarthy. Uh, you've got a wider menu of plays. You're giving the quarterback a little bit more in terms of pre-snap to change the play. Uh, you're putting receivers on the field more often when it makes sense. Um, you're just generally passing the ball a little bit more. Um, I don't know, man. Like, how how did the Rams' offense look different to you than the Vikings' offense? A bunch of different ways. There's a bunch of motion. There's a much more creative use of a lot of these players. A lot more willingness. Well, the to Rams use- last year were just like a gun passing team. Yeah, they weren't even. They weren't even like you know whatever you think the Shanahan, McVeigh, Kubiak, whatever you want to call. Yeah, it. they 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 defer to Matthew Stafford on play action usage. That is correct. Yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah. But I mean, like even even before last year, right? With Jared Goff, a version of Kirk Cousins, uh, they had a they had a bunch of different tendencies that were a lot different than the Vikings' tendencies. Not just more receivers on the field, not just more motion, but like the play action design looked better. All right, that's fair. I feel like I've, every Packers fan knows the Viking skill players. I just want to know about the offensive line. How are those guys holding up? Because I know Dershaw coming out was you don't want to call him soft, but like maybe okay, not well, strong. Okay, would would you have called him soft if you take out that Miami game? I can't remember. I remember the Miami game. <laughs> I yeah, I do too because I remember I watched three games of him. I just is, remember the Miami game. I um I was watching him and I was I was in a group chat and uh, midway through the Miami game, I got so mad. That I was like, I've never called a football player soft so often in my life. I feel like a Republican. And uh, the group chat roasted me. And then I posted some film from Darisaw in that game. And and then they got mad too. Like it, it was really <laughs> upsetting watching that Miami. It was, it was bad. It was bad. Uh, but outside of that, actually, he did finish a lot. He was aggressive. He wasn't soft. I think apparently in the Miami game, he was just playing through like the worst injury. So, mm. uh, no, they 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 like his finishing. I don't know. You saw the McGinn stuff, right? Um, where like one scout talked about how tough and gritty and how good his finishing was. Another scout called him like soft as hell. Like that feels like 
that feels like it feels like it's one game that everyone's talking about. Yeah, the yeah. anonymous scouts, the esteemed colleagues of Bob McGinn. What's the interior looking? So it's Ezra Cleveland, Garrett Bradbury, and Ed Ingram. Yeah, Ed Ingram. How are they looking? Uh, in prison? No. Uh, I would say that Ezra Cleveland looks fine. I think that he looks like an average guard. Um which I think is a pretty significant upgrade from where he was like two years ago when he was playing right guard and looked awful. Um, you know, the, I don't know if you've seen like the, the projections, I think it was Eric eager put out for like um, the individual offensive linemen and how you expect them to be. Um, and they ranked Cleveland pretty low, but honestly, I think that he's, he's done fine. Um, Bradbury is going to continue to be a disaster. I have not seen anything that tells me that that's going to change. Kenny Clark food. Nice. Oh, easy, easy. Um, that's problem. Ed Ingram at times, uh, looks really solid. He, he doesn't look like he fits in with the rest of the line. Cause the rest of the line is super athletic. Um, cause it's, you know, it's like Brian O'Neill, former tight end is from Cleveland. I think it might have been a former tight end, Christian Darisaw. Like they all, Garrett Bradbury, they all can run, right? They all have the ability to right. like get out ahead on screen pads. And then there's like Ed Ingram, who is f- fine athletically, but he's just like clearly a step and a half behind everybody. So it is weird. There's like this weird discordance when they do like the outside zone stuff. But um, he's relatively strong. He's got much better balance than um, than Oliudo had last year. Um, but I just, I think he's just going to make a bunch of mistakes. Like I, I remember breaking down the Ed Ingram film. I was not that impressed. Then a bunch of LSU fans were like, well, he was the best player on their offensive line. And I was like, yeah, I know. I watched it. That offensive line was awful. (laughs) Not just the offensive line, the whole team, the whole team, dude, whoever played right tackle for them, uh, last year, man, I hope he gets a degree. I, I really (laughs) hope he gets a degree. This, This is not it for him. It's LSU, so the good news is, at the very least, he transferred. <laughs> at the very least, he transferred. Uh, but yeah, I, I I have my concerns about Ingram. I think the athleticism is a bit concerned. I think that he can get beat to either shoulder by by uh, people with quick steps. But you know, he's strong. He's got a good punch, um, and uh, and he's got the ability to get up to the second level um, if he aims right, which he didn't always do in the preseason. So. Um, but that that will improve the pass protection overall. Getting rid of Oliudo and replacing with that Ingram, um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, Brian O'Neill will remain a high level right tackle. Christian Darrisaw, I'm worried that the fan base is overrating him right now. I'm going to consider him an above average tackle. But like, yeah, he, they compared him to Trent Williams, and then Trent Williams shows <laughs> up and and compares himself to Christian Darrisaw, and so now everybody is in a oh, froth. They Lord. wore the same number. Trent Williams last year was the best tackle I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was easily. incredible. Not not close. Like, and, and he, he was doing the stuff I've, I've seen. never seen tackles do. Like, stuff Dude, that... When they were doing the, like, the him motioning out of the backfield to lead block <laughs> as, like, an off tight end, <laughs> yeah. that should have been banned. That should have been banned. <laughs> That's absurd. That dude has a head of steam. He's 350 pounds and can run like the wind. Are you kidding me? And what is he, like 35? Like, what's going on? (laughs) And then they, like, gave him, like, the biggest contract ever for an offensive lineman, even though he was at that age. Like, Yeah, yeah, it was it was nuts. And 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 he was doing stuff that, like, you like if you're coaching offensive linemen, you don't want them watching him. You know, one of those guys. Yeah, it's like he's like spinning around backwards because he knows he can get to where he needs to go. Like just crazy stuff. 
There was there was a time probably like two years ago where I was because that was probably like peak Bakhtiari before he got injured, right? Mm-hmm. Where everyone's talking about you know because of the PFF stats, right? Right. They say you know Bakhtiari is the best left tackle in the league, and I'm like he might be the best pass blocker, but I'd still take Trent ahead of him, and I feel like I don't even have to like. Yeah, and now that Bakhtiari is broken, it's easy it's for just, you to say that. You can well, get away with it. Well, I, I'm not so much that. I mean, hopefully Bakhtiari returns and he's as good as he was. But after Trent's last year, it's just like, yeah, this it's not even the same game, man. Like, Trent is the best I've ever seen. Do you know the worst thing is there's going to be a debate about him in the Hall of Fame? I know. I can feel Trent? it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's very dumb. We should just put up highlights right now. Yeah, honestly. Uh, anyway, it's that's like your question. After, after Washington, like, didn't tell him he had a brain tumor. Yeah. Oh my God. Right. Okay. That's, that's all because he had, he had brain surgery. What, twice? Yeah. He was like, if we didn't catch this fast enough, I would have been dead. That's why he didn't want to play with Washington. Yeah. He was like, dude, I have no problem. Like they fired their entire medical staff trying to like make it up to him. And he was like, dude, you don't get it. I do not trust the organization. (laughs) Which in hindsight. Anyway, that's who Christian Derrissaw is. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, but yeah, do, okay. Do so, we want to get into predictions, right? Because, uh, well, I just, I just want to get this out because Breer tweeted out that the Vikings compare Christian Derrissaw to Trent Williams, and then uh, some some reporter was like, "I see it. I see Trent Williams in him." And then Trent Williams shows up for joint practices, and he's like, "Yeah, he and he and me are like the same." And they wore they both wear seventy one. And it was it was the worst thing I've ever seen. Derrissaw is like fine, but this is going to make him a worse player. Like the universe will make him worse because of this. <laughs> He'll be punished. Anyway, before we get to well predictions, done. what forty time do you think Pat O'Donnell ran? Oh, he ran like surprisingly fast, right? He ran like a four six or something. Yeah, you nailed four six four. Yeah, we there's been a lot of Pat O'Donnell talk in the uh, APC Slack. He has a long <laughs> neck, also. Is he going to do? Is he going to do fakes? I don't think so, but he can sure hold that ball, which is the issue that uh, Bohork has had. So that, that's that's what got Bohork run out of Buffalo too. Yeah, like the, that specifically that exact issue, which yeah, Buffalo's it's not his punting. It's very weird. It's like yeah, this guy cannot hang on to a punting job, and it's not because of his punting. What yeah. You know, Buffalo's fine at punter now. No issues there. So, yikes. Glad they moved on. Yeah. Big old yikes from me. Yeah. Oof. Um, man, 23 bench reps. He could stiff arm, man. Okay. Predictions. Uh, what, what, the Packers are favored by one and a half, right? Yep. You would know better than me. Yes, sir. Do you think that that's a good line? Yeah. I think that's probably fair. And maybe. A couple more points Packers win, but I probably wouldn't. A couple, hang a couple more. When it's a, basically a pick me, and you're saying a couple more points the Packers way. Couple, couple. <laughs> I'm going seventeen ten Packers. We got the best defense in the league. We're healthy on that side of the ball. Oh my god! Is that Offensive your actual? Are you going to register? Healthy, that? We're great. Are you registering the seventeen ten prediction? Is that your final yeah. answer? Yes. yes. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play clip that. I'm gonna play that back at you. Uh, I don't even know if the Vikings are going to win. I'm not confident in the Vikings, but it's 17-10. That's nuts. 
It's like the 10th best offense in the league last year, and then they got better because they got a better offensive coordinator. 10 points is too much? Oh, my God. All right. It's the best uh, defense in the league, maybe in modern. 24-20 uh, Vikings. I don't need to hear any more of this. <laughs>